to the Global Gamers Podcast. We're back for another episode. We are. and trekking through this episode. Yeah, we very much are. And you know what? I feel like, Ed, we have just... It's over the winter, and we've been cooped up playing so many games. I feel like we've got to see the great outdoors. Yes, it's about time we did that. And what better way to see the great outdoors than to stay inside and play a game about the great outdoors? Mm, Indeed. And that is exactly what we just finished doing. Yes. We just wrapped up playing a game of all caps parks. Parks. P-A-R-K-S. Parks. Parks. parks and parks. I would I would love to know if that is actually the official name of this game because even on BGG on everything it shows up in all caps and I don't know why. Other than that like strange little detail, something that is really well known about this game to all those who know it is that it looks really cool. It does. And the real selling point is that the artwork on the cards is like classic national park yes um poster art and like oh it's incredible yeah like postcards and posters and all that next stuff. level um yeah it's like that classical series that you see in a lot of like national parks artwork and you can buy it and i think even like some of the proceeds from this game go, go to the national, to national park Park's. it's really cool yeah yeah and so like i really appreciate that um and as someone who enjoys hiking uh this game is you know thematically up my alley Oh yeah, I mean we're kind of we're kind of suckers for the great outdoors themed oh, yeah. games and animal um, themed games. Yeah, we're, we've been trying to contain ourselves. I feel like in terms of what games we've reviewed, but our true colors will be revealed eventually. I know, like <laughs> honestly, I mean, just a little behind the scenes, we have been like trying to plan out our episode timeline, and part of the consideration is no, we can't have two animal games back to back. So yeah. that's been part of the planning. Um, before we get into talking about parks, just to stick on the theme, have there any, been any good hikes or outdoor activities that you've done lately? Yeah, I won't say lately. Okay. I think some of my favorite hiking was pre-pandemic, the fall before the pandemic, I went on a camping trip to Iceland. Mm. And yeah. That's incredible. Really, really great hiking. Such like a just wide variety of landscapes all on like one island. It's kind of geothermal paradise. Yeah. Honestly, that's like near the top of my list of places to go. Um, If you, yeah, if you're ever planning anything, let me know. I would be very glad to go again. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would love to do that and like just take a ton of time and just go around the entire island. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I haven't done that, but. I've had some pretty memorable hiking trips myself, including oh, yeah. national park ones. So summer yes. 2019, I did Rocky Mountains, and we stayed in a cabin Ooh, just outside nice. of it. And then um, fall, late October 2020, since I couldn't really travel uh, internationally for reasons that we all probably don't want to talk about, yeah. <laughs> um, one of my friends and I, the week after I finished taking the bar exam decided to like five days ahead of time just decide to book a trip out to montana and we did like everything around bozeman and we did a day in yellowstone and we did so many did you hit a glacier no because glacier is like northern montana so that would have been like a six hour drive north but yeah yeah we did um like the gallatin national forest area lots of cool hikes in there and yellowstone was awesome um 
and it was it was really cool because like there were some of the hikes where it felt like you're experiencing all four seasons in one day. That's pretty yeah. Remarkable. Like you'd have like snow, but also like floral meadows, and also you'd be shedding layers because it's hot and you're sweaty, and then fall foliage. It was awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I suppose I should mention at least one Amer- North American hike. Just because mm, the last Iceland is not in the game of parks. My most recent hike is pro- is also not in this game, um, but I was in Colorado Springs mm. last November, yeah. and we, you know, tooled around the Garden of the Gods a little bit. Yeah. There's some. That's a cool place. Yeah, really cool place. Some nice, uh, nice reddish. Is it sandstone? I think so. Yeah. Just sandstone like as Megalith. as high <laughs> as the eye can see. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we should get into actually talking about this game before we uh stray too far off trail, so to speak. Badum boom Badum boom So the game of parks. Yeah. Was released in 2019. One to five players, thirty to sixty minutes playtime. With a BGG complexity rating of 2.15. Really? And this game was designed by Henry Audubon. And the artist... So there isn't a single artist, because we already mentioned the artwork from this comes from the 59 Parks print series. Yeah. And this game was published by Keymaster Games. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, in this game... Basically, thematically, you are hiking. So you have hikers, and you're going along a trail and stopping at different points along the trail. Yep. And gathering resources, which are, you know, like nature tokens. They're the sun, water droplets, mountains, and trees, and some wild animals that are basically a wild token. Right. And you use them to pay for parks that you visit. And the parks are worth points and have the incredible artwork on them. And then you can also get points from taking pictures which are these little tiles with the same artwork on them yeah and you also will have like a little secret goal card that you can complete for a couple bonus points right so you're you're talking each park that you buy is worth between i think two and five points like you get 1.4 per photograph that you take you're really i mean scoring range you're probably looking in the 40s 30s to 40s maybe breaking 50 20s if you yeah 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 20s 30s 40s yeah so do you want to get into how this game is played just the turn structure and the rounds and sure the kind of the pace that you're setting for your hike yeah definitely so i think the first thing to say about this game is that it's you know it's kind of a modular tile based like game board design in a way it's Mm -hmm. kind of a linear trail so to speak and you've got five different starting tiles i believe that mostly each correspond to each of those four resources and then another one that allows you to either take a photo or buy a canteen canteens are basically a type of gear that like lets you pay a water resource to get some other one-time benefit one time per round. Yes. You're playing through four rounds, one for each season. And then there are, at the end of the trailhead, you have the option to either 
buy a park outright from the resources you already have on hand. You can reserve one, put it on layaway for a future purchase, or you can buy some gear. And the gear does other things to like basically streamline your efficiency a little bit yeah, like a little gives you building yeah so, like, i bought one this last time that was like you know from now on you get a discount of two water every time you buy a park that would cost that right it's helpful yeah but and you're I not just, gonna get too many of them yeah yeah and i i had the same thing with you know it knocked one tree or wood off the cost of parks i visited right right yeah and so, I mean, as you said, you're basically going to be playing through this over four seasons. Yes. And each player has two hikers. And each turn, all you're doing is basically deciding what spot on the trail you want to go to. It just has to be ahead of the one you're currently on. Forward, never backward. Exactly. And generally, you're not allowed to um, step on a, a space where another camper is, um, hiker is occupying it. Right. The only exception to that is once per round the game gives you a campfire that you can use and you just flip it upside down and extinguish it. And that will give you a one-time opportunity to share a spot with someone else. Yeah. And everyone's going to go to the end of the track. And once there's only one person left who hasn't gone to the end of the track, it, the game just immediately forces them to go to the end. And then you reset, add a new spot to the hiking trail and go again until the end of the fourth round. That's really all it is. Yeah. And I mean the I mean you mentioned the campsite thing and I think that works thematically too. Like if Jack London taught us anything, it's that being outdoors and camping is a solitary activity. You don't see other people ever. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, less and less so these days, but that's that's a whole other conversation about, you know, hiking equity <laughs> and crowds in national parks and stuff. But Yeah. We can we can save that for another time. Yeah, um, I'll get off my soapbox now. But <laughs> I mean, that does kind of fit with, you know, so we just finished wrapping up a game of Parks, and one of your immediate instant reactions to me was that it had a very solitaire feel to it, which is very thematic, I guess, with, like, the spirit of, you know, hiking. Yeah, it Um, it feels... Interaction with other people is, you know, sparse. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, it does. And, but you're right, it does... I did say that, and it does feel a little bit like, you know, being in the Cub Scouts and, like, you know, checking off the requirements to, you know, get your merit badge for visiting X Park or Y Park. Yeah. So do you want to just do a brief discussion of the expansions? Sure. There there are two expansions for this game. Yeah. Um, Maybe I can... I feel like um, the wildlife one changes things less, so maybe I can talk about that one first. Okay. Yeah, even though I will note that one came out second, but I, you're right that it is gameplay-wise. So that might be the, I think that's the best way to dive in. Yeah. So basically, this adds only a couple features to the game. The biggest change is it adds a little bison wooden meeple. Mm-hmm. And this is placed on, at the start of the game, the park furthest to the left out of the three park cards that you have the option of buying at the start of the game. Basically, they, I think, created this to incentivize people to buy some of the lower point parks that people might not go for otherwise. Basically, what it allows you to do is when you purchase it, you can trade in resource of any kind to get an animal token which is a wild. wild so it just 
you know, gives you a little bit more flexibility in your resources on hand. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that very much um, this is just a more stuff expansion. Um, yeah. Like with a couple of glorified rule changes that I think we both agreed felt more like rule fixes. Yeah, I would say that's fair. The other thing this expansion adds is a few more tile options. So one thing that we neglected to mention earlier is that the trailhead, that linear track that you're moving along, gets longer each season. Basically, you start with those base components for each of the resources in the canteen or photo one, and then you add additional ones, one each season. And I think there's... I don't know, three or four in the base game that you can choose from. And then they I think they add about three or four. There's four new ones. In four this new one. ones in the, in this one. And some of the new ones don't seem to add a ton. Some of them seem pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, so that's basically the wildlife. Um, wildlife, that's what it's called? Yeah, the wildlife yes. expansion. Yes. Um, Do you want to walk basic. us through the Nightfall one? Yeah. So the other expansion um, is the Nightfall expansion. And I have played this one. I don't think you have. I have not. Okay. So I think of the two, the Nightfall expansion is the superior one. Uh-huh. It is the more substantive one. Um, so again, it's pretty small. Um, and Are you talking in terms of like the, bo- the, box, the box size? size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's going to like add in additional um, part cards that you can play. It introduces instant actions to the game, which there were some also added in later on in the wildlife expansion. And the big thing that it does is that it introduces campsites. Yes. And so campsites are these little like wooden tent tokens that you will put on a couple of the hiking spots on the track, on the trail um, every round. And what it does is that when you go to one of those spots, you will have the choice between doing, um, getting the benefit that spots give that spot gives you. So if the normal benefit is two sun, you can choose to get the two sun, or there will be a card that will be like drawn that will tell you. You can um, do an like a special benefit. Like, yeah, special in like addition or instead of. instead of. So you oh. get to choose. Yeah. So it adds more flexibility to the game. So the big thing is like. It changes the the pace and the momentum of the game a bit in that it adds extra incentive for players to go to some of the spots more than others, and it only is the like only the first person who goes there and claims that ability will get it, and then you'd remove the tent until it resets in the next round. And is it random where the tents are placed, or does one player get to choose? No, it's it's randomized. Ah. Yeah, the Nightfall expansion, I think. Definitely more than the wildlife expansion. It does change the gameplay, and I think I prefer it. I've only used it once, but I remember I played a three-player game, and all three of us remembered feeling at the end of it like we enjoyed it, but it felt like it changed the game in a noticeable way. Like, it felt very much like a new module of Parks. Like, it was that type of expansion. Yeah, so that's, that's the two expansions for this game. So... You know, this is a this is another like you know we reviewed Azul last week, and right. this is another game that kind of fills that role of being a pretty lightweight, quick game that is easy on the eyes and pretty easy to learn. Yes. Um. Do you feel like this game is complex enough that you have any tips 
for first time players or anything that stands out to you as good or bad strategy? So I think a few things that come to mind. One is go for the resources you need, but pay attention to where other people are too on the track because one of the things you don't really don't want to have happen is for someone else to get to the end of the track first and force you to end your round at a time when you can't afford to buy any of the parks that are available. Yeah, I think that's the big deal is just paying attention to um, the pace of the game and where everyone is. Right. The other thing, um, and it kind of... I wish it wasn't this way because it does feel like a wasted opportunity when I think about games like Wingspan. The bonus cards that you get in this game, I don't think they're that good. Like in no. terms of how many points they get you. It's, so like you yeah. really have to kind of work for them and it'll be like, congratulations, you get two extra points. Which is like a low grade part. Yeah. So like it's it's nice, um, but don't if you bend feel over like backwards yeah, if you feel like it. you're really going to be going out of your way and messing up what you otherwise would be doing, it's probably going to be worth it to just ignore that card and just do your own thing. Yeah. You know, go a little bit off trail. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I will say um, most of the games that I've played of this, the scoring ends up pretty tight, pretty close. Often. Yeah. So you just beat me by two points in the game we just played. Yeah. And um, I think it was, it came down to like two or three points last time I played too. Yeah. Because like, like the scoring isn't that high, so right. each point kind of counts, which I guess is contradictory to what I just said about the bonus cards. But I think it's just it's not worth sacrificing get a point. It's about opportunity cost. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, so best thing about this game? Yeah, I think the best thing about this game is the beautiful park cards. Yeah, they the artwork on these is really really stand out i mean these are the kind of things in the whole game itself not just even the cards yeah i mean it goes for all the components but i would say the cards especially just pop like i mean these are you you could put these on your wall if they were like portrait size they're yeah really well i mean nice. they are like actually you can buy these yeah. as as posters oh yeah you totally can cards yeah they exist um and they have for decades most of these pieces of art yeah yeah and that's, I think that's what this game really has been known for. And, you know, like a couple other games like Wingspan, this is one of those games that people who are not board gamers know about and will and that you will find in, you know, national park gift shops. Yeah. Because, again, like, you know, they give money back with each purchase. And the theme is obviously appealing to a certain crowd. Yes. And it's, again, like a very family-friendly game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's ages 10 and up, and that sounds right to me. Like, it's not, it's not like a huge, you know, strategy, like... Teach. Teach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, just to, like, change up a little bit, what the best yes. thing is for me, I mean, that all goes, all the artwork and design and everything goes without saying, but in terms of the gameplay mechanics, my favorite thing is actually the camera. Yeah. And the camera is the most fun because, um, as we mentioned, taking pictures is the other main way to get points other than visiting parks. Yeah. And so whoever has the camera 
can take pictures. Yes. And you there are like a couple opportunities in each round where you have to do that. And they're just these little fun tokens that you add up. And if you have the camera, you get a discount or you can take an extra one at the end of each round. Yeah. So you're, so, you're paying like one resource instead of two. Yeah. Right. And so like you're building up your tableau of, of like part cards you visited, but you also have like this little mini tableau of little picture tokens. Yeah. That just look really nice and colorful. And yeah. I just, they do. Look I don't nice. think I've seen another game that does um, something that looks like that. Yeah, I'm I don't really think of one. So it was a nice touch. Like they didn't really have to add that in here, but this game just I, I would have been it, a little bit less interesting without it. So I think I, like I it think it pairs really well with the main like scoring and it fits the thing theme of the game. Again, it fits yeah. the theme very well. The other thing I wanted to say about it is, you know, in, we we were talking a little bit about like gameplay strategies for first time players, and mm-hmm. I think one other pitfall you can run into playing this for the first or second time is ignoring the camera because if you're thinking oh it's just one or two points you know each round but if you let somebody have run of the camera for like two or three seasons that's like a six seven point swing potentially so again like our final score was just you had 39 i had 37 yeah you had eight pictures i had nine yes if you had like let me get even like one or two points that way again like that would have changed the outcome of the game so pay attention to it you know yeah no Um, doubt and like getting eight or nine pictures that's like the equivalent of probably about three parks on average yeah 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 so it's and probably gonna cost you less yes overall yes especially if you're picking your timing for when you already have the camera yeah so worst thing about this game you're going to dump some natural disaster on the hiking trail? <laughs> I think <laughs> as beautiful as this game is and as much fun as I had with it a few years ago when I was playing it for the first time, I think there's not as much strategic depth to it. And I'm not saying that solely based on like the complexity of learning how to play right because i mean we just got done doing azul we've got a couple other games in the queue where it's like you can teach somebody to play this game in 10 minutes tops yeah and but what what i'm i guess what i'm getting at is this game you can also teach somebody in 10 minutes but i feel like if you've played it two or three times you basically have the run of how the game works there's so little variability in how you can score points that it really comes down to who controls the camera and like who has the bigger point parks come up that match the resources they have on hand. Yeah. And I wish there were maybe like two, like one to two other trackers that like diversify where you're pulling your points from just to like, open up some other win conditions where if, you know, the parks aren't coming your way, you still have a shot in this game. Yeah, there are a couple of moments where it, it kind of feels like you're hiking through mud. <laughs> in that, like, yeah. you feel stuck because, like... Especially even, in the early seasons and the very that, late ones. Even with yeah. that new bison that, like, incentivizes um, clearing out parks that have been stuck there for a while, it still can be, like, it can still feel stagnant. And something I was thinking of that could, I wish existed that could fix this was like, 
Wingspan has that rule where you can pay you can pay two of any resource as one. Yes. So like if you need a fish and you don't have one, you can pay um, you know, two mice or a mouse and a berry as a fish. And this, I wish this had that. You know, and I know that like the water and the sun tokens um, you know, are easier to get than the mountains and the trees. Right. But maybe just allowing like those. Like two suns equals two equals one tree. Something like that. Like just to help people not be stuck. Yeah. And I've talked about that in a couple of games we've reviewed already. Yes. And I wish that something, especially considering we're two expansions in, and it seems like this game hasn't really solved that problem. That's something well, I wish existed. One thing I one thing I do want to point out is I think the game has some fixes for these things like being able to on certain of those special spots that like are added on in later rounds to the end of the trailhead. There are a few that address this a little bit, like one that lets you go back to a previous spot that doesn't have a hiker on it. One that lets you go back to previous spot that does have a hiker on it. Also one that lets you swap any two resources for two other resources. So you could swap two water for a, tree in a mountain but i think the that works well when those those come up in the game but you could very well end up with a game that doesn't have those and that's which is what we just which we, we just, just played had, yeah. and that's when you run into the kinds of problems that you're talking about yeah and i just wish i wish there was more consistency in the quality of the of that part of the experience i guess yes. that's what i'm saying yeah um, that's fair in terms of like the other thing that i think just didn't click with me about this game is that you know we've we've been comparing it to some other games of similar complexity right um that we've talked about azul quacks of quedlinburg cascadia right um and i think that's something that this game lacks that those have is that this doesn't have that element of fun like mm. can you say actual, more what you mean just by that straight up fun like this very much feels like you are hiking on a trail in silence, which I guess fits the theme, but like there's no spontaneity. There's yeah. none of that like excitement of pulling something from a bag and like feeling satisfied when it's exactly what you wanted and the, or oh, exploding or, you know, whatever and, it is like, well, in a bag element would have worked so well with this game. Like you've got your knapsack with you. Like that could have yeah, worked yeah, really well thematically potentially. Yeah. I just, there's just something that feels a little bit, a, you know, a little bit, I don't want to say dull, but yeah. Well, <laughs> a little bit like you're kind of, you're kind of at the mercy of the board as it lays out and you don't have many opportunities to improvise everyone's going for the same things in the same way and the few things that allow you to change that up by like you know increasing your efficiency on you know reducing the cost of say one resource for your parks for for the rest of the game that helps and the end of game bonus cards help a little bit but everyone's at the end of the day everyone's trying to win the game in the same way right yeah i also and I've always thought this every time I play this game. I'm not a big fan of the canteens at all. Yeah. Do you want to say a little bit more about what the canteens do? We glossed so that, over that a little bit. It just, I mean, you mentioned it in the teach, but it's basically like when you gain, if you have a canteen, it's empty. And when you, um, 
get water for any reason, you can use your water to fill it up and do whatever, get whatever benefit it would give you. So like I had one where you could fill it up and reserve a park. And I like having those abilities, but they already exist on the gear that don't cost you anything once you buy them. And I'm like, it just, it just feels like it's a little fiddly for no reason. It's just something else to keep track of. And it's very similar to the equipment. So like, it looks the same. Yes. And I wish what they could have just done instead, which would have been really cool is do like what wingspan does with each bird having an ability tied to it. So just put the abilities on, on the parks on themselves. the parks cards. And so that way, once you like Maybe. in this game, the way it is right now, it's once you buy the park, you basically just never look at that card again. It's just there. Like you yeah. just put them in a stack and they serve no purpose and they're just, they're big and they're beautiful, but they're just nothing. Yeah. So it would have been cool if like they had an actual thematic, maybe even ability tied to each of them. I like that. Would that would give you a reason to keep referencing back to it. I like, you know? th- I like that. I think, Maybe the reason they didn't do that is there's just there isn't enough going on in the game to like create powers that don't already exist in other places. Unless what you're saying is that I would switch out the canteen for you, that. Yeah, there might be something to that actually. Now that now that you say it, the other thing I think is the other drawback of the canteen over the gear is with the gear you buy what you want cantina's yeah. luck of the draw yeah which is really annoying especially because they're expensive to use as well and sometimes it's just okay i'm never going to use it because oh yeah it just wasn't worth it well they're expensive to use and you're, you're... always sacrificing doing something else well instead. you're sacrificing getting a photo every time yeah that that's not worth it yeah do you have any tips about you know what game you would recommend to someone who likes this game or yes might be interested in it yes i think I would say if you like this game, maybe take a look at Splendor. Interesting. That's not what I would have guessed as being um, comparable to this game. And the reason I say it is they're both, you have resources in your hand and you have a hard limit on how many resources you can have in your hand. Right. In Splendor, you can have 10 gems. In this game, you can have 12 resources. Oh my God, that's something else that we should have mentioned. That actually, it is a frustrating part of this game, but I like it because it actually, it is like one of the things that actually creates a sense of urgency. Yes, it it absolutely does. And it affects how quickly you go to the end of the trailhead. Um, But... Yeah, going back to the comparison to Splendor, you know, you have, you know, this limited hand of resources and you are using them to buy victory points in a way. And so that, even though thematically these games are very different, like mechanically that aspect of the game is similar to a degree. The reason I would recommend Splendor is it's also quite easy to teach, but there is more of a sense of engine building where you are building like every purchase you make builds towards your next purchase that's missing from this game right interesting i i never would have thought about that way but that makes sense yeah what about you any uh game comparisons that that come to mind yeah so i'm actually gonna I can't really give this as a recommendation because I haven't played it. Okay. But it's a game that I have seen constantly compared 
to parks and that it seems like of the games that are out there in terms of how it plays it's the most similar I, while I still being you know distinct okay so this game is Takedo. i'm not familiar with this game could it, you give a yeah, little rundown it's still it still predates parks so um but it it's it's another like beautiful game where you're like walking on a trail so unlike parks though it's not set in national parks and the artwork is very different so it's very like elegant the box is just like a plain white box and the art style is like watercolors and it's set in Japan, so it kind of has that like Japanese watercolor um, art style to it. I see. Um, with some like kind of cartoony illustration ca- characters, some cool like you know cherry blossom trees, like koi fish, all that kind of stuff, right? Right. And it's very much like parks in that like you're walking down a trail that has multiple stops on it, and like visiting locations until you get to the end of the trail. Um. So I haven't played it again, but I look at it. I'm like, oh, if what you thought was appealing about Parks was how nice it looks, this also looks very nice, but completely different stylistically. And it's, you know. How does the gameplay compare? Similar, but different is what I've seen. Like I was looking Mm. at, you know, people debating on forums about if it's worth buying one, if you have the other. Some people say no. Some people say yes. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I'd be interested in trying like the nice upgraded to Takedo and see if it offers yeah. a bit more of a holistic Do you maybe know, a little bit more complex experience another thing i just thought of this and sorry to go back to it but i was just trying to think of other things that could you know f- freshen up switch up this parks game a little bit one that comes to mind a cool feature of another nate well nature themed game in air quotes because it's an artificial form of nature but i'm thinking of arc nova and arc nova has like conservation goals that you can work towards and like having some sort of like way to get bonus points based on like doing some sort of nature conservation would be a cool feature of a game like this just that would also work really well thematically with like the fact that they're donating to the national park service yeah. Because the, as it stands now, the way the mechanic basically works is you're just collecting these parks. And it's weird. Again, like, and it's weird a way to too. interact with the parks. Like, yeah. maybe you can, like, donate yeah. some of your resources well, back exactly. to the parks or something. To improve them or, like, yeah. boost their point count. But, like, the other thing that's a little weird to me and, like, because of the way the game is designed, it has to be this way. But it just feels a little off or a little weird to me that, like, only one person can visit a certain park. That's a... The, yeah thematically it's just it's a like sorry weird. no yellowstone is mine <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah i mean i guess like the one counterpoint to that is that i think there are some repeats in the deck but not consistently i there are only a few w- are there repeats of any parks parks yeah different artwork though oh yeah okay so there are some that have repeats but it's a different um piece of art tied to it huh yeah that's funny. I don't. And it's not. It's not for all of them. It's just a few. So okay. they're, they're like a few. I know they're definitely like a few Yosemites. Got it. Yeah, got it. A few Rocky Mountains. A lot of the big ones, especially. Yeah. I guess Great Smokies. I guess if the parks are big enough, there's room for two people. <laughs> yeah. I guess like. I guess also like they wanted to make the deck big enough, and considering right. like you only have so many national parks, you kind of want to thicken it out a bit. Yeah. How would you feel? In terms of your rating of parks, what what feels right to you for this game on a scale of one to ten? Well, I feel conflicted and slightly bad saying this, 
but I think I would give it a seven and Mm -hmm. that's a seven, including a slight bump up for the artwork on the, I mean, the whole game looks really, looks really top notch, but especially for the, uh, for the parks cards. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm, I wish, I wish I could go higher than that, but I think that's what it is. And the other thing I just wanted to plug here real quick is, you know, these national park posters, they make me think of an Instagram account that I really love subpar parks. Are you familiar with it? So basically what you have is you have little like almost like demotivational posters that are very tongue in cheek of different national parks. (laughs) And the captions include like bad reviews that like disenchanted patrons have given when they visited the parks. That's kind of funny. That would be like, it's so good. Uh, That would be like a really fun, like little April fools, like yeah, promo pack or something that could go in. That's just, Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Something, something that we didn't mention that's cool in the, in the wildlife expansion is that they gave alternate artwork versions of some of the parks which was which is like in a totally different art style oh yeah so i guess like you could do the same thing with something like that oh yeah Um, and and um and just like have it as a collector's item where you can switch them out if you wanted i'm gonna agree with you on the rating though with the seven okay um i so before we played this today i hadn't played it in a while and again like the last time i played it, it was with the nightfall expansion right so i think most of the time I played this, it was like probably two or three years ago, like yeah, shortly after it came out. And I think that in the time since, a couple of things have happened. One of them is that my tastes have changed, yeah, and I've gotten more into more complex games, and that I have found games of this weight as well, like Cascadia that I mentioned and um, Quacks of Quadlinburg that are more exciting to me. And I think more exciting to the kinds of people who I would want to play a lighter game with. Yeah. Um, and I think that also some of the, the glamor of how the game looks is kind of like worn off with time. Not to say it's not beautiful, but it's just, I've seen it. And there's a lot of great looking games out there. Yeah. I've seen it. There's a lot of games doing the same thing now. And so, but the gameplay itself isn't giving me, enough reasons to keep coming back to it or wanting to pick up this game right you know and so yeah i thought about saying a 7.5 again just because of how nice it looks and the quality of the components because the quality is absolutely top-notch there isn't a single thing the production value yeah that feels like they cheaped out on Uh, i mean even like the first player token is metal yeah they did not need to do all of that no they didn't um and but I, I think I think a seven that. is right because yeah I I don't you own this game I don't and I've had it on my like on my BGG collection as like a to buy or a you know to trade for or wish list for a while like two or three years and the sense of urgency I have behind that just seems to go down the more the time passes yeah and I think that's not I don't think that like this is a bad game I think that maybe it's just I've kind of moved past it in terms of what I'm looking for. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think you're right that there have been, you know, some other ge- games that have come out in recent years that are, you know, instruction, instructing people wise, like about it this weight, but just like 
more more going on in terms of like what you're deciding to do on a given turn and the trade-offs that you're facing and the main ding for me on this is replay value yeah and i mean especially as you know other games like in this nature theme like wingspan keep coming out with new expansions and i know meadow is another one that's come out that's super popular i mean Hmm. Ark Nova, as you mentioned, you know, it's a zoo, so it's a little bit different. Or Earth is coming out. And it's, yeah, and Ark Nova is also a much more complex game. Um, I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it's called, but there's a new game coming out sometime this year that is all about taking pictures of wildlife. And oh, you are photographers. Yeah. And it looks really cool, and I want to look it up, but I cannot remember what it's called. So if you can find it, let me know. But I'm like, I I'm could see. Thank you. Um, I could see a game like that. I don't know how like different it is. I'm sure it is, but like kind of being a parks killer, at least you know as far as the theme is concerned. Redwood, Redwood is the one. The game is Redwood. That is going to be the new like nature photography game, Ooh. and I think it looks really cool. Like have you, have you these... seen that game board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about. It almost makes you think of like photosynthesis in a way, in the way yeah. that like you're angling your photos to take pictures of things at certain angles and your photographer is like a 3d um um figurine it looks really cool so i'm gonna keep my eyes out for that because it looks that really comes really out cool. this year i think so um or maybe maybe not maybe part of why it wasn't on my um top ones i'm looking forward to is maybe the kickstarter just happened so it actually be a 2024 game we've kind of been meandering off trail a little bit here getting excited about um future games that are kind of in this theme that we're looking forward to so i think we're going to leave it there for now with parks um i don't know if there are going to be any future expansions yeah i haven't heard anything two seems good um you know, this game, it very much, it is what it is. It is filling a certain niche. There are a lot of people out there who like it. It's pretty popular. Um, yeah, for definitely. me, it's just, it's it's it. Yeah. 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 But we appreciate you all tuning in and uh, joining us, grabbing your canteens and joining us on the hiking trail. And uh, we hope that you've uh, enjoyed the journey, too. Yeah, now we now we have to go figure out which non-animal game we're going to discuss next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If you have any suggestions, let us know. You know where to reach us, uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, until next time, that's it for now. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>